This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Yeah, 12 minutes past 11, and we're very lucky that uh, David White, the CEO of New Zealand Cricket, has uh, found uh, some time in his busy schedule today to be able to uh, talk to us. Good morning, David. Hi, good day, Smithy. Yeah, good, mate. Uh, you've uh, announced this morning a uh, very busy, uh, very conclusive, actually, uh, home summer of cricket, which uh, looks very, very exciting. The way I've split it down is about 39 days for the Black Caps here at home and six at least for the White Ferns. So uh, that's plenty of exposure. Yeah, we've got, uh, I think we've got most of the teams from the subcontinent coming as well as, as well as England, which will, um, yeah, it's going to be a great summer. We're really looking forward to it. And, and the great thing um, with all our planning, Smithy, is that we haven't mentioned the word MIQ or COVID so far. So long as it continue. Of course, not only uh, have you uh, announced this particular window of, of uh, fixtures, David, but there's... There's plenty going on overseas for the Black Caps as well. For instance, we've had a couple of texts saying, why haven't we got uh, cricket here over Christmas, New Year, when the kids are on holiday, the parents are on holiday, etc. cetera. Uh, but the Black Caps have other commitments, yeah? Yeah, I was asked this question um, at the press conference before, and as you know, um, apart from England and the West Indies, all other countries play in the same window, really, um, So, as, as our summer. So it's unavoidable that at some stage um, we have to play um, offshore in our, in our summer. We've been to Australia before, um, as you know, and, and this time it's Pakistan and India. Uh, but in saying that, um, we've you know we start in October, start of October through to the end of April. So it's a big summer. Okay, let's uh, look at the first initiative, which is uh, quite a nice little tri series to begin with in T20 cricket. Yeah, so we're playing as you know preparation for the T20 in Australia, and we've selected um, Hagley Oval uh, for a number of reasons. Firstly, we need one venue, but it is one of the driest parts of the country on the east coast, um, and typically club cricket starts earlier in Christchurch and anywhere else. And also, it's it's our ground with the biggest boundaries and probably the one of the quickest wickets. So it will replicate the conditions that we're going to be playing in Australia. So we've got uh, also, of course, the, the the Indians arriving, which is always a, a big draw card, white ball cricket, test cricket, whatever. But uh, three T20s initially, then um, uh, three uh, one-day internationals as well. And that goes uh, pretty much uh, around the country as such. In fact, no, stays, yeah, it's five in the North Island, one in the South, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So obviously we've got to play at the lights, um, share around the country, and, 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 and you know, we're be great to take them to Hedley with lights, but shared around the country. And I think the big one for Aucklanders will be the first ODI is going to be played at Eden Park, which is fantastic. Great to have international cricket or the Black Caps playing at Eden Park for the first time in a few years. That's an interesting question, actually. It was mooted that uh, international cricket was going to go move away from Eden Park and perhaps go to 
Western Springs or something at one point, Dave. Well, has there been any any substance to that, or is, is Eden Park still uh, very much on the agenda for a while? We we indicated that we were open to playing, um, you know, Test cricket at another venue in Auckland, which was going to be Western Springs, but that never eventuated, unfortunately. Um, so we'll be playing uh, ODI and T20 cricket at Eden Park. We're playing uh, one ODI against uh, India and one one of each against Sri Lanka. The White Ferns uh, have got a series uh, against uh, Bangladesh and uh, on the evidence of what we saw in the World Cup, Bangladesh will be quite a competitive side. What else is on the agenda for the White Ferns and uh, they've got the Commonwealth Games? What after that, David? So they play the Commonwealth Games and then they're going to the West Indies in September for a white ball series. Um, so they then come home, play, play Bangladesh and then they're off to the World T20 in South Africa. They leave late January and, and play that over there. And uh, one thing that um, your listeners will be interested in is that we're currently finalising the future tours program for the White Ferns from 23 to 27 at the moment. So there's going to be significantly more cricket for them. There'll be uh, an annual ICC event, plus a lot more bilateral cricket for them going forward. Uh, and I, I guess the, the question, just to tag on to the bottom of that, uh, are we going to be uh, engaged in any test cricket, David, would you imagine, or is that off the table at the moment for women? It's, it's not. Um, for New Zealand cricket strategy, um, we, uh, our focus is on white ball cricket. Um, we, we, are, we aren't focused on test cricket for, for the women's camp. OK, right. OK, so you are focused on test cricket, of course, for the men's. There's two tests against England in February. Uh, towards the end of February and then uh, straight away two after that uh, pretty much against uh, Sri Lanka. So that is our, our red ball window there. It's about Monday the 20th of February through to about uh, the end of March. So a good opportunity then, there oh, for, for that game. To the two tests and, and the two tests were played in Pakistan as well. So there's six, six tests for the summer. Yep, OK, so uh, that's in, in Pakistan, of course. Uh, people saying, uh, a couple of texts coming in, say, uh, why do we not play the three-man series? I, I think we've discussed this in the past, but you can reiterate why uh, to our listeners, David, that we don't have, as we've just had in England, a three-test series. Yeah, so um, as you know, the, the window is incredibly congested. Um, Three-test matches is a lot, and we want to play white ball cricket as well. The, um, the three-test match series, it's, it's not a series as such for points now because the points go towards the World Test Championship for each test match. Um, it's a model that we've developed. Um, so we want to have a balance of test cricket and white ball cricket. Uh, so, yeah, I'm continuing to, to get these texts in. About, uh, there's just, uh, as you say, it's very hard to find a window where everything's good. So we're, we're, what are we doing uh, overseas throughout the course? Do we go to Australia so at least the Black Caps will be on display during those times when people are on holiday? So, so well, we're going to, you're talking about the January-February window. That's correct, yeah, yeah. So what we're doing is we're leaving to go to Pakistan just before Christmas. We're going to Pakistan mm. and India in January. So we're going to play two test matches and three ODIs in Pakistan. Then we're playing six white ball games in India. Then we're returning home for the England series. OK, so still uh, a lot of uh, black caps action 
on, on television. Um, David, obviously, um, on the morning after the night that was, uh, not such a great result. Lost uh, six of the last eight. I mean, what what, it, what does New Zealand cricket, from a, a body point of view, do about that? Do, do you have reviews at the end of Test series, etc., or, or tours? Yeah, we do. Every, every tour, we have a comprehensive review. We have a we have a campaign plan that's prepared before every tour, um, and we review that campaign cam, campaign plan. Um, clearly, it's not gone as well as we would have liked, um, but we're going to review that. We'll, we'll work through that in a nice, calm, methodical manner. Um, the Black Caps have been successful of late, although we're not where we want to be uh, recently, and we understand that, but we've got to go through the review uh, to understand why we haven't played as well as we would have liked. So, uh, yeah, as I say, six out of the last eight in various conditions. Of course, you know, uh, when when you have uh, radio stations like this, you do, you do get a lot of feedback, and there's a lot of disappointment, which is a good thing. It's a good thing because people care. Uh, about the things that um, well, one of the, the big thing talking points, David, and you wouldn't be aware of this anyway, is, is the fact that we don't quite know how or when to use our spinners as such at the moment, and that was found glaringly wanting again. What do we do about spin bowling in this country? Yeah, um, it's a, a topic of a lot of conversation at the moment um, with our high performance department and our MAs. Um, it's got to be a key focus for us going forward, absolutely. Um, this will be reviewed like everything else um, at the end of the tour. It's, uh, it's all very well to win games at home by producing wickets that suit the seamers, but of course it doesn't stand you in, in great stead, does it? Uh, if you if were a bad pun, really, but it doesn't stand you in great stead. Looking forward uh, to when you have to tour extensively, as we're, we're going to have to do coming up. I think um, I understand what you're saying and, and I understand the passion from the listeners. Um, that's what we've got to address. Um, there's no question about that. We do have uh, spin bowling coaches, etc., and, and high-performance um, people looking at, at that area of the game for us? Yeah, we, we do. We, we have, um, we've got Paul, Paul Wiseman who's um, focused on spin bowling coaching, but one of the areas that we are discussing now is getting more specialist coaches um, in at the MA level for a start so that we can um, increase the investment in spin bowling and other areas of wicket-keeping as well where um, we, we probably mm-hmm. should be doing more. Hey, hey, David. That, that uh, brings up another issue that people—they, uh, you know—people come in and they, they write and etc. They ring us and they say, "Listen, w- all of a sudden we're seeing some of our better coaches, etc., being employed overseas." Brendan McCullum goes to England, does what he's done. Dan Vittori joins uh, Australia. Very high-profile people in, uh, in the sports minds in this country, uh, yet they don't seem to be working for us. What, what, has that ever been an issue? Uh, have you ever approached those guys, or are you sort of um, just content with what you've got? Well, the first thing I'd like to say is just because you're a great player doesn't mean you're a great coach. Um, so what we do is we go through a process of picking the person with the right skills. And I don't think that we can be questioned over the coaches with have recently. Uh, Mike Hesson did a tremendous job. And Gary Stead has done an incredible job. I mean, let's, let's not forget 12 months ago, we were the World Test Champions under his reign. Mm. And also, under his reign, we made the World T20 final. So let's let's not yep. look too far back for success. Um, we we utilise some of these people. We've utilised Stephen Fleming at the World T20. Brendan has been around the group at times. So um, I'm very comfortable with our process of appointing coaches. 
Likewise, I'm incredibly pleased of our performance over a number of years now of the Black Caps. Yes, at the moment, we, uh, we're, we're hitting a bit of a bumpy patch, but um, let's not forget what's been achieved by this team over a number of years now. Yeah, I don't think people are. I think people just, um, because when you perform very well and uh, you become a champion or you're very close to being a champion in all, very, uh, all the forms of the game, uh, I think people tend to expect more all the time, David. I think that's more, but as I said, it's a great reflection that people actually do care. Oh, and, and, and that's great, Smithy, and, and we care, of course we do. And um, we, we, uh, we will be working to do everything we can to ensure that the, uh, what, what's happened over the last few months uh, will not be repeated. Um, I'd also like to say that um, England, England did play well. Um, we were, we were mm. beaten by a better team. They won key moments, and, and they played some exceptional cricket as well. I, it was quite amazing to watch um, Bairstow play like a T20. I mean, is that something that's going to happen in the future? I don't know, but it's certainly kind of <laughs> changed the dial a bit, hasn't it? It's uh, really interesting to view. I think it's fair to say, I mean, you know, Brendan, uh, one of the things Brendan McCallum did in one day international cricket, as we all do know when he was playing for us, is that he made sure that the game stayed on an, uh, an aggressive nature. In other words, he wanted something to happen basically every ball. Uh, and it seems to me that from looking from the outside, that's pretty much his attitude as well as test cricket. And uh, obviously it works well so far. There will be days when it doesn't work. We, you and I have played enough cricket to know that it's not going to happen every single day he goes to the office. But you're, you might be right. You might have hit on something there that may be a trend going forward, not just for players, but for fans alike. Yeah, I mean... Fair play to Brendan. I mean, he transformed our cricket, didn't he? Let, let's be honest. In 2012, he, he led the way, and that was fantastic. And, and he, it appears that he's doing it with England. So um, our guys are still in, you know, in close contact with Brendan. Um, he's, he's obviously a passionate New Zealander, um, cares deeply mm. about cricket in New Zealand as well. Um, and who knows in the future, you know, he, he could be involved. But um, fair play to Brendan now. He's, he started off well, hasn't he? Yeah, you might have to get the checkbook out, mate. <laughs> uh, to be fair, <laughs> I, don't, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we can afford him at this stage. <laughs> I don't think. I'm not sure anyone could. To be fair, uh, here's uh, the other issue, which uh, uh, people and, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an ex-Sky employee. The numbers watching cricket and that these days. I, I read an article where you're pretty happy with with that, the way things are going, but still in some areas of New Zealand, uh, perhaps the rural areas, etc., people text us in and say they're finding it very hard to follow the black caps. What are the answers there? Well, you know, I've said before on a number of occasions, over the summer, our combination of the amount of cricket we've got on free-to-air um, and and the Super Smash. Now, we, we now have 64 games of domestic cricket, which is shown on on Spark. We used to have 15 on Sky. Um, it's extraordinary the coverage we're getting for domestic cricket. Um we're likewise, we're getting free to wear um, with um, black caps and white ferns as well as a combination. That 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 situation where the the rural farmers, I mean, I know that Spark are looking at it, and I know they're increasing the capacity all the time. But it's difficult for me to comment. On, I don't exactly know the facts. Okay, um, but, but you're confident that cricket has, has the ability to go into as many homes as it, as it ever did, yeah? We are, we are accessing a lot more people than we ever did because we are on free-to-wear as well. I mean, over 50% of our Super Smash games, men and women, 
uh, shown on free-to-air and a lot of our um, international games, as well as a combination of um, of the digital process through Spark, who are doing a terrific job. Um, and one final one, Rich has come in. Can you please ask David White when the next FTP, I mean, that, I mentioned that's future test uh, program, will be released for the Black Caps uh, 2023 to 2027. Are they working on that one? Yeah, we are. It's um, it's finalised. Um, there's a meeting in um, Birmingham, ICC meeting on the 23rd. And my understanding is going to be released at the end of July. So that's all confirmed. And, and I can assure you that the fans are going to be delighted with the content that we've got. OK, David, thank you very much. Uh, I know you've been uh, answering a few questions this morning. Thanks for uh, answering ours. I hope that's uh, cleared a few things up with our texters as such. Um, and thank you for your time, mate. Uh, let's uh, yeah, let's hope you. it thank goes uh, better. Cheers, mate. OK, David White there, uh, former teammate and, uh, of course, CEO of uh, New Zealand cricket with his uh, thoughts across the board. It is uh, coming up to uh, 11.30. I imagine you'll have some uh, texts in reply to that. That's uh, fine. Um, some short answers, some relatively short answers there and uh, what they're going to do about it. Um, and uh, quite clearly they are very, very happy, New Zealand cricket, with um, the level of coverage that they're getting, the type of coverage that they're getting. Um, uh, I, I get a lot of uh, personal messages and that to the extent that a lot of people aren't, uh, and uh, that's, that's uh, just a matter of opinion. But I do sympathise with uh, the people in our rural communities or people that just do not have fibre going past their uh, front uh, letterbox because... Now, they are the true sports fans and they're the ones that have to travel the miles as well uh, when they get the opportunity to go. And if they can't, they like to stay in touch with the game. So I, I can see exactly uh, their point of view there. But the fact of the matter is, uh, and I was, I was gut-punched when uh, Sky lost it. I will be, I'll be honest with you. That was my, my job. I'm a, one of my great passions. And I was absolutely... Um, <clears throat> I got FOMO there for a little while and uh, I'm now over it, thank goodness. But uh, is the... That's, that's the matter. The fact is it's a business. It's a business and, you know, you just have to um, observe the, the income and the outgoings and the bottom line. And the income from Spark was uh, sizably better than Sky were able to come up with at the time. And so from that point of view, solely from that point of view, to uh, ensure the security of the sport going ahead, etc., to the development of the sport going ahead, um, was, uh, you know, it's imperative that you've got the money to be able to, to do that. Uh, so, this I, I, it's got to be a lot of angst, of course, uh, a lot of disappointment. Why isn't cricket coming to our area, et cetera, et cetera, at that time? But they can't play everywhere all the time, and, and uh, I guess they do their best for the game as, as they see fit with the opportunities that they have. One of the uh, things that I, I should um, say, so I should have asked him, of course, is the development of the game at uh, junior level. Uh, because we didn't send a team to the last World Cup. So we missed a generation of World Cup cricketers as such. Um, so that, that was disappointing. And uh, what are we going to do to help, perhaps help those uh, particular players uh, catch up? Uh, a lot to digest there. It is uh, coming up to uh, 11.31 here on SENZ, which means you can light up the lines. You've been brilliant on the text machines this morning, and I absolutely thank you for that. We didn't even solicit calls when we got some early on in the piece. But now we are soliciting calls. 0800 150 811. Brian Rarity will be your quiz master this morning. Uh, let's hope it goes uh, better than uh, Joey Bell. Every chance that it will. Uh, and so then uh, we will be uh, giving away to you uh, the possibility of some sleep drops and, of course, uh, 50 bucks worth of vouchers from the TAV. That comes after the news here from Aloha.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.